Vigilante wins here on the 43rd episode Ow. Boom. of the Culture Crime Fighters with uh, none other uh, but the man of the hour with all the power, Matt from Fireball Production. Man, how you doing? I am well, my friend. I am well, ready to fight some culture crime. <clears throat> yeah. 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 How you yeah. Doing? I'm doing good. And Cinch and Dildo, the culture war is already won. We'll get into it. It's over. It's inevitable. It, the, the win is not taking hold but the domino on the win has fallen it's over and i'll explain later i'll spring it on matt he doesn't know where i'm going uh some of you if you guys watch the primetime kings you may know where i'm going but culture wars over we'll get into that i've uh, got a lot of stuff to get into because we got to uh promote uh something new that we're doing yeah we got wow. some news big news big, big news. news from the culture crime lab yeah vigilante would you like to uh Studios. Yeah, so if actually you can check our uh, lovely description if you're you're so uh, happy to, and you'll see a Patreon link. Yes, the two knuckleheads you see on the screen. Well, one because I obviously not on screen. <laughs> uh, we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. We just did our very first podcast on the Patreon. It's a uh, Culture Crime Fire Secret Identities. You get to learn a little bit more than maybe you bargained for. Yes, uh, about. Well, uh, I don't know if I'd that. put it like that. Well, <laughs> it's things you never wanted to know. No, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. So we've been talking about this a little bit. We've been kicking the idea back and forth. The idea is to give an extra hour a week of uh, content. We'll probably like stuff where we're going to be a little more wild, a little more free, where we don't have to worry about being advertiser friendly. Uh, is a big thing. And also, we wanted to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, peek under the mask. Not that I have much of a mask, but you get the idea. Yeah. It's a little bit more personal stories and uh, get to know us a little bit more than just our angry opinions on what's woke and what isn't. Yeah. So it's a actually, you know, I can actually share the screen so you guys can. I mean, it's just a Patreon screen. Whatever. It's five dollars a month, mm-hmm. which isn't much nowadays. That's like a, a sandwich. I don't even know you can get a sandwich for five dollars that you would want to eat. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't think your content's worth the Patreon, but good luck with it. <laughs> Thank Thanks, Sension Tildo. Well, we still uh, we still believe in it despite your uh, negativity. Yeah, and it's not um, $35 a month. We're not that brutal. Just five. No, $5 a month. $5 a month for uh, one extra hour a week of the Culture Crime Fighters. And uh, what's this week's episode, Vigilante? All right. This week episode is called virgins we both tell stories about us losing our virginity so if you want to hear that and and we will that's going to kind of be the vein maybe that's not the right choice of words vein but that's going to be where we go you know in the direction of uh our podcast so please 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 if you're interested in that and we know some of you may or may not be please check us out we really appreciate it and oh Something else I said. If we ever get to a thousand patrons, let me see, let me rephrase that. When we get to a thousand patrons, mask reveal, face reveal for me. So that's a little, you know, long term incentive for all culture crime fighters. So please uh, check out our first podcast. Came out pretty good. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, so yeah, and no, we did not lose our virginity to each other, Pat. No, we did not. But check out the Patreon this week. It was really fun. Uh, it was more of a hang, and it's like less of a stream. I thought it was a pretty good show. So uh, take a look at the Patreon. $5 a month gets you an extra four hours a month of amazing content. So yeah. check it out. 
Despite sentient dildos naysaying. Yeah. Naysayer. Yeah. All right. So let's get this uh, get the show started. Now, what is it that you were telling me about the culture crime? The culture wars one is one because okay. they've overstepped their bounds. So to to this is kind of a not long form, but there's a few things you got to think about. It starts off really with Mulan, um, Shang-Chi and what was the other one? The Eternals. All three mm-hmm. of these movies made for Disney uh, from Disney for China. Right. And they fucked it up. They fucked up the relationship with China. So I've been thinking about this ESG money, right? There's a chance they fuck it up because they're incompetent. And there's a little evidence they already are starting to. I don't know if you saw this thing, this uh, Sneakerella thing. It's basically Black Cinderella. And it's all about sneakers. I did see this. Kids. I think I saw it on the boys cast. I think Ryan Long was talking about it. It sounds obscene. Yeah. It it is, it is. It's obscene. It's kind of racist, <laughs> but it's like this is proof that they can potentially fuck up the money they're trying to get. That shadow funding because they don't care about us, right? Their whole purpose is to get as much ESG funding and make a bunch of woke stuff. Uh, BlackRock is not lacking for funds, but will they pay for this? Will they pay for stuff? The whole point of this ESG shit. Is to not polarize people. Well, it is to polarize people, but not offend the groups you're going after. And I don't think they're that competent. And here's my patience zero. This is the reason I really, this is the domino in the culture war. I know a lot of people don't follow this series. We talked a little bit yesterday on Patreon, another plug about, you know, not just Virginia, uh, a little Virginia, a little bit about dating history. If you've dated a woman in the 2000s in the West, some of them had to be fans of sex in the city. Sex in the City is one of the seminal franchises of the past 20 years for women. Has to be the, one of the top 10 things white girls like. And they fucked up the reboot on the first episode. They fucking... I don't... They kill what? Mr... They kill Mr. Big. He's they the kill fuck, him? They kill him. First episode. And they, they lower the price of Peloton. He dies on a fucking Peloton bike. And they kill him. Would he have a heart attack? The, yes, he has a heart attack. And the stock price for Peloton fell because people are scared of heart attacks. He's the MacGuffin <laughs> of the series. This is like shooting John Connor in the first two minutes. That's pretty funny. And the Venn diagram of woke white women and Sex in the City fans, it's not a circle, but it's a huge overlap. So my theory is they're so incompetent that they have already started the 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 tumble of their backing of not just woke fans, but potentially woke money because they're offending people. So my theory on why the culture wars won is they're too much of fuck ups to not lose, and they're already showing it. I'm still confused by their motivation. Like I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around this story. Like. Why did they kill Mr. Big? Is that a woke move? It has to be straight white man. Why else would you kill him? In the first episode, he's the MacGuffin of the series. Like, literally, he's he's the... I'm trying to think. What do you he's mean the, the MacGuffin of the series? So the whole... Did you, do you know about Sex in the City? I hate to... Nah, okay. Not really. So, but do you know what whole, a MacGuffin is? 
Yeah, MacGuffin usually is an object, but is that is the point, the goal of everything, right? Kind of like the MacGuffin. A, Mac, a good example of a MacGuffin would be the one, the suit, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it moves the story forward, but it's never really established quite what it is. Okay, well, he he's almost. I get. I can. He's basically the whole series is about. She's a thought. But she wants this guy. And that's that's kind of intermixed throughout the series of her trying to get this guy. Right. That's like her motivating factor. Her motivating. Her drive. Her okay. drive. She Got that. Six seasons, two movies. She finally gets them. And the, the reboot series, which would be the kind of the only series displaying that relationship, he dies in the first episode. So if you've been following this series... 20 years or whatever that all the stuff when you finally get a payoff they fucking kill him are they married yes they, the they're married they, they get they eventually get married i don't know if it's on the show i didn't follow it die hard i can't tell you if it was on the show or the movie but it's but so I, i'm like i i can't even be like uh about this like i'm i'm confused like it's a relationship show like that's the whole thing is this a woke move or is this like Mr. Big was the actor was over being a part of this. He's like, I don't, I'm just done. Just kill me. That might have been a part of it. The fact that he didn't want to be a part of it. And it's kind of funny that they, again, they lowered Peloton stock price. Somebody said who would have a Peloton. A lot of woke, well not woke, but a lot of rich, hate to say it, why people, they get Pelotons to make them feel special. They pay twenty five. I, don't think, I mean, it's not that make you feel special. It's an exercise machine. It's a pretty cool thing. I mean, if you're the type of person who would like you, you know, stay at home and exercise, do your bike, you know, it's like a spin class at home. I think that makes it. It's not like it's yeah. it's a luxury item for sure, but it's just an exercise machine. Yeah, it's for yeah. chicks. That's uh, I guess that's the point. My whole point is this is a franchise oriented by white women or why women, if you prefer, focus to marketing towards them. And they kill basically the main motivation for the series in the first episode. Yeah, so I'm still confused. To, like, did you wait. see the episode? No, I just it was it's some 24 seven brought to my attention because of the stock price falling. And I'm just like, wow, why would they kill him? Apparently, it was the ending of the episode. Because like I said, I don't really watch the series, but dated white girls before so i just know of the narrative in the same way i never really watched game of thrones but i know what the red wedding is i know what sex in the city and i know who mr big is and i'm just so confused (laughs) sorry man uh i thought you know maybe i should have told you but i thought maybe you would have been aware of it because again there's so many girls but there's some fans who are not happy it's uh, you know, this tweet says me trying to process the big die in the first episode of Sex in the City. Can Carrie never be happy? She went through literally six seasons of two films of pain, drama, happy endings. Now this, I'm gonna pretend this show never existed for my own happiness. So that's just a fan's reaction. Now, why they did it? It could be. I see somebody in the chat says, uh, somebody say, uh, I guess he didn't want to be on the show. He has something going on. Kill him. Seems pretty rough because you can't bring wait, him so, back. So the actor, wait, 
He didn't want to have something going on. Like this, because this doesn't scream like woke to me, right? Because I mean, the entire show, yeah, maybe Brightest Days, right? Maybe it's lesbian sex in the BLM city. Like maybe <laughs> that'll be her new journey as she'll go on a more diverse journey. If that's the, if that's the angle they're taking, okay, that makes sense. But I, I this just seems like something that is a production issue or a money issue or like an, in, like this doesn't feel like to me traditionally like politically motivated because i'm like this isn't like this isn't gonna be it's not, it's not a, a shot at me mm-hmm. you know where i'd be like oh here they go you know like they're changing the narrative to suit their worldview like this is this is like what are you doing why why did you do that like i'm not i can't even react to that like i'm just kind of like what's happening why would you do that to your show because like is, Mr. Big is it women like Mr. Big. It's not like yeah. no men shows up to Sex in the City like oh there's there's the part for me. We don't give, give a shit about any of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at sense dildo. I forgot the creator who says glacial gliders, but um, yeah, this is a glacial I guess, gliders. What the hell is that? That is, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm so this off one, today. Yeah, it's this one guy who has like different nicknames for all races. Black people are some people. White people are glacial gliders. It's a white thing. Yeah, it's a guy. No, it's a it's a YouTuber that Cynthia Dildo probably knows. Please bail me out because I cannot think of the dude's name. He's not even that big. He's bigger than us, but I mean, so is a lot of people. Um, was Whoopa Troopa a Sex in the City? How many people are are fans of Sex in the City, or at least know of this character? Uh, Maybe I was wrong. What? He said some men might. Maybe I was wrong yeah, about some men might. who is a fan. Yeah, like it, it's been a big show for 20 years to screw up. Maybe wokeness isn't a motivating thing. AK, I think it is. Okay, AK. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I mean, says that. But like, I guess my thought is they're starting to kill iconic characters in shows that not just, you know, sexist white people or sexist white racists or white supremacists, like quote unquote. They're starting to like kill stuff they like themselves. Maybe it is production motivated. Maybe it's just a guy who didn't want to do that. But even then, you didn't have to kill him. You could have written him out in a way that wouldn't kill him to make sure he can never come back. I hesitate to react to this myself because I, I still can't wrap my mind. I think there's something else going on here. I think this is the actor is just done. Could be. Could be. Islington girl. You're a white girl. Did you like Sex well, in the City? girl. Hello, I'm I'm just stereotyping you as soon as you walk in the building. Uh did you like Sex in the City? Did any somebody please know of this? Um let's see. Please, please. I I mean, because maybe it isn't a woke thing. But I do think this is something I mean, if she's gonna go on like a you know, a, a sexual journey of exploring her bisexuality and diverse male partners that, you know, t- teach her about the, the way to look at the world, then okay, I could see it. Go- if it, if that's the direction they go, yeah, okay, then it makes sense. But just killing Mr. Big is, like, confusing. I'm like, but that's the whole show. So what? why? I don't – what's happening? Maybe, maybe it's because he's Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. And like, was the, I imagine the character is a successful business guy or something like yeah, that, right? He, he probably successful. has a lot of money. Yeah, he was rich. He was like the ideal guy. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's like you can't idealize a guy like that. Like the only time that guy can be represented is to criticize him. 
See, there you go. Isn't the girl? This is the reaction I'm looking for. So, a Peloton bike has killed Mr. Big on the, the reboot of the show in the very first episode because no strong white men allowed. I don't know if that's the reason. I yeah, think that's, that's the see, thing. Look it, at Islington girls, like, no, so she's obviously a fan, yeah, and this is upsetting to her. So, who does this ha- like in the woke war? How does this help them? This doesn't. This, this is to me. This is my interpretation of it. My interpretation is he was killed because straight, powerful, rich white man is basically Donald Trump. And at the same time, uh. this is the fantasy for, quite frankly, a lot of feminists. This has been like the feminist fantasy for 20 years. So unbeknownst to them, in their pursuit of wokeness, they've cut out their nose to spite their face. Because as much mm. as they hate straight white men and all this other stuff, this series has appealed to a certain sect of feminism for about 20 years. You know what I mean? Just the feminist career first. She literally is the fantasy. She was able to fuck a bunch of people for her younger years and then get the perfect guy right when she starts to age at the perfect time. And so that fantasy basically killed, was killed. I have an article. Sorry, I have an article yeah. I want to read. I'm just like in the background, yeah. just looking at it. It's it's from the New York Post. It says, Sex of the City reboot turned this character's death into a gross publicity stunt. Uh, we've This is an opinion piece. Uh, we've been had. After disappointing the Sex and the City fan base with humorless, ultra-woke reboot. Mm-hmm. See? And just like that, now it looks like Episode one's death by Peloton was nothing more than a publicity stunt. Uh, this despite Peloton howling that HBO duped them, that the company had no idea the bike would be used to mur- as a murder weapon, that Big himself, Smoker, Boozer, and Carnivore was to blame. Uh, f- uh, okay. <clears throat> First clue, Peloton wasn't so clueless. Nobody got fired. No heads rolled in the public square. Unthinkable for a product placement that resulted in 11% stock slide on one day. Uh, wow, 11%. I'm telling you, this is a huge show. This wow. is a massive show. Uh, yet we're meant to believe a company this hapless, so cavalier with its branding after a major recall earlier this year and a one-day stock tumble of 35% in November could, in less than two days, conceive, script, cast, produce, shoot, and edit a dead-on spot with help from A-list movie star Ryan Reynolds? Is he involved? I think they did like a commercial with him after. Oh, like with him and uh, the guy who plays Mr. Big after, like the day or two, like a couple days after it, or like a week after, whatever it happened. Because it happened recently. I don't want to say this happened this month. I think I'm tired, but I cannot wrap my head around this. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea. Okay. I just don't. I don't get. Maybe, maybe it is the thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is just to. Mr. Big uh, lived what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks, and he was at serious risk for... Oh, God, shut up. So, yeah, maybe it is one of those things. But, like, why would I care? Well, because they're starting to, like... The whole reason they were able to get away with a lot of what they did is because it affected a bunch of nerve franchises. A bunch of franchises that uh, of... That where they can demonize the fans and just walk away and that was it. Well, you can't go and call a bunch of white women a bunch of straight white male patriarchy white supremacists. You know what I mean? This is a show that is geared towards women. 
predominantly. There's a couple guys may like it, but geared towards women. And the same Hollywood that's creating all the shit, they're killing their own franchises, so to speak. And so in my head, this huh. is going to red pill women in some regard to say, okay, what the fuck is going on with TV shows where I can't even watch this character I've been following for 20 years without a straight white man dying? I just think it's something that gets, gets to red pill a demographic that that's kind of been the you know blue pill peddler so to speak huh maybe they are maybe they maybe they just overstepped and had a complete miscalculation of what the audience wanted or what kind of direction the show needed to go in but the thing the thing about this is it's like you didn't have a traditional audience i mean so much of the motivation with woke content is to it's it's to like lecture and attack the audience like it's using it as a platform it's like you know you have had the wrong ideas all along and we're going to tell you why and we're going to you know and no no more treats for you only medicine uh but like i'm never gonna experience that through sex in the city like that's never going to happen to me i'm not going to watch it like i so why do that like I know it's not all about well, me, but I'm the primary it. target, though. Well, the thing is that, and Sister Ditto says I'm reaching. Like, I don't think. I mean, I, there's something to it, Sension Dildo. It's not. It's not purely uh, uh, like a stretch, or, or you know, it's. I, I'm. I just don't get why they would. Maybe yeah, maybe they just don't even understand their own message. I don't know. I think this is just a combination of incompetence and just like I think they don't understand their audience. I think part of the whole way they write women is not understanding women. They write every woman as a man for the most part when it comes to kind of our properties, the stuff that we look for. My whole thought was this is something outside of our period that we really don't pay attention to, but it's still a major pop culture thing. And so for them to start killing major characters, and I don't know if it was in the name of wokeness. It seems like it is. You know, the even that one opinion piece called it woke. So who knows where this is going? Because this is early yeah. in the little series. But it seems like it is. It seems like they had to kill a straight white male, rich straight white male. And in doing so, they're starting to affect their own franchise. I think they're going to continue to do, when I say their own, I mean a franchise that's geared towards women. And something that's geared towards the same group of people that lecture us on twitter a lot of those same type of feminist types are the ones who have been this is one of the franchises they do support is sex in the city and they destroyed it in the name of kill all patriarchy white men well that seems fucking stupid like yeah it does because what why, why it worked to a degree is that they'll do something to a non like a, like a non-fan of doctor who right mm -hmm. You make it female Doctor Who. Well, if you're not a fan of the show, you don't know why that contradicts the lore and the whole story, the whole story dynamic. So when fans are freaking out and they're like, are you kidding me? The female, a female doctor, she can't be female. Like, a doctor can't be female. And then, then you get the press, the negative press that you wanted, which is like, oh, look at all these sexists, see? Our narrative is right. These are all these snowflake men. They're all, they're all you know, masculinity so fragile kind of thing. And they get the reaction they want. And then we, we're being fucked with 
and our lore and our our stories are being fucked with not everyone is good at um, responding to that and so mm-hmm. you you know people just explode and then you it's, it's, see patriarchy right like that's that's the result that they like you're not gonna get that here well that's not what they're aiming for it's less that it's not like oh we're looking for this patriarchy so that's why we're killing mr big it's more of these people are so ideologically like deranged that no matter what they do they mm. have to make it more woke that's so pretty in- funny that's actually hilarious because like they're ruining their own thing yes it's as if they have an automatic weapon and it's just going off mindlessly like they didn't think that's pretty funny we want this they whole just... thing. it's just like white male kill him just kill him right now well they just they had they they ran out of targets and they're like why don't we just shoot ourselves yeah <laughs> we killed every straight patriarchal white idiots. male we can so, that's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, hey, we ruined everything else. Why don't we ruin our thing? Well, isn't the girl? I have to say, some people are watching it because it lowered Peloton stock price eleven percent in one day, which is pretty incredible. I'm not sure how many works of fiction have done that before to lower that's a stock price eleven percent. And it's, again, as that article. Uh, Show they had a, a few issues this year. They had the, I guess they had like a recall, and their stock price even had issues last month. So they're, it's not the best marketing for them. So I don't know. Maybe I'm full of shit. Maybe since you did those right, and I'm just reaching and I'm breaking all my tendons trying to reach. But I think this is the start of a. This is the. Start I mean, of look, since dildo. It has at least the ear. Well, I don't know why I always feel the need to defend myself to this fucking guy. He's always in my head, um, but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, It has all the earmarks of a woke move. It just, the thing that doesn't make sense is it's like, all right, destroy sex in the city. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, when you do it to Star Wars and Star Trek, you're, doing, you're killing something sacred to a lot of people. So you're going to get the reaction you wanted that, you know, the, those people want to see. We're right. We're on the right side of history. Look how, look how angry they are. Look at all this misogyny. Uh, but uh, when you do it to sex in the city, it's just going to be a resounding like, all right. But no, this is sacred to a lot of women. You're just going to get a to lot women, of women. Yeah, but yeah. like women are they are they're minorities. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's they're part of the victim class. So it's like why are you just all right. Yeah. Have at it. Fucking I, eat your own. Fine with me. I, I think this is going to red pill a few feminists at least about the end. <laughs> I don't know how, not everything. But they're going to say, "Oh god, this is this is not what I signed up for." I'm not sure. I guess. I don't know. Uh, good luck with that one. Um, I've never. It's like, <laughs> all right, that's the dumbest goddamn thing I ever heard. It is stupid. It is stupid. And I, like I said, I think it's just, you know, white male patriarchy. Even if he didn't want to do it, I, there was ways to write around it to not kill a major character. So I think this is the start. Who knows? We'll see in a few years if I'm right or wrong. If there are a few years from now, if the society hasn't fallen apart and we're in Mad Max. But I think. Long term, this is the start of them starting to destroy their own franchises out of just like an ideological like rage. They have no ability to not do it. They can't stop themselves. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's like pathological. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. It's a pathological need. In the same way, if someone like who has to pick, I think I encourage it. Quite frankly, I uh, I 100% stand behind the creators of Sex in the City. 
Uh, I think this is an important part of us moving forward as a society. I, for one, applaud their bravery and think they should continue to kill off characters. I think this is a great a step in the right direction. Yes. Maybe there should be a serial killer plot line that's just targeting <laughs> straight white men. I don't know. but There uh, you go. I think it's great. I think they yes. should keep it up. Make the characters <laughs> lesbians. Make them trans. Just go super woke. Go even woker. That's the only way. They have to They have to shoot their own franchises or else other people, you know, because they just, oh, it's a bunch of, like you said, they're just a bunch of toxic white men. They're patriarchal, whatever. We can ignore them. They're Trump supporters. We we can ignore them. Such shit, though, though. Some world was going to shit and there was no hope <laughs> on the horizon. But then Sex in the City changed everything. Now you get it, such a dildo. Yes. Now you understand. That is funny. No, I'm telling you, though, seriously, this is the the, this is the this is the first domino falling in the end of the culture all i can see is like that where you just that slow motion flick yeah the domino and it leads to like the v yeah like thing. v for vendetta yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly it <laughs> that's exactly it yeah well all right great i um like i said i applaud the creators of sex <laughs> in the city i think that was stunning and brave and there they should go. keep it up Keep it up. I I support it. I support it. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? Let me. Uh, there's something I, I do want to get into, but yeah, real quick, because yeah, yeah. you know, I don't want to be all bitching. I watched a movie, twenty year old movie now. God, at least twenty years old. Um, that I I kind of always sort of sort of liked but didn't actually really enjoy but I rewatched it last night and I was like god damn that was a good movie um end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger sheesh I don't think I've seen that since it came out bro uh, real quick very competent to uh the new variant Omicron has uh, joined us it's dope and a lovely Sherry I just want to say hi to people joining us so hi guys hello wasn't there a game for uh, Dreamcast called Omicron? Yeah, there was. <laughs> really? Yeah. What does that um, word mean? I don't know. It I think sounds... it means O in Greek. Ah. Um, but no, but dude, this movie, man, like it held up. Like I was really impressed with how competently it was written. Like there was, like there was a lot of like over the top action sequences, but they actually they help move the story forward as well. Like mm. it opens up with like, uh, you know. What's his name? Uh, Schwarzenegger is like this bodyguard for hire, but like a really elite high level. And they have like all these great weapons and this, that and the other. And uh, he's like got to like protect this investment banker fella. Uh, But then like someone starts shooting at him and he goes after the guy. But what they did really well was the shooter is actually part of the bigger story. And then the action sequence establishes like Schwarzenegger's skill set and then is also moving the story forward with like the devil and all this shit. I was like, damn, this is like tidy. It's like well written. The whole the whole movie was very swift. It moved like smooth and like was tight. I was like, damn, this movie is really good and it's pretty underrated. It has like a five point eight on IMDB, but I think it's a lot better than that rating, honestly. Hmm. Uh recommended. I haven't seen it like I don't even remember like that was one of those movies I sort of paid attention to when it was like on like USA in like 2004 or something like that. And that's the last time I saw it and never really gave it much thought or, or, or really were into it. 
that big. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's quite good. Yeah, I recommend I, it. I have to check it out. And it's good to have a recommendation because we're still getting shit about Arcane, which, by the way, I didn't see a whole episode. I only saw 20 minutes and said it was feminist. Didn't really say it was woke. Just said it was feminist. There's a, there's a difference. I mean, look, you know, I think we're in the minority here. Uh, Critical Drinker uh, just put out a recommendation video. Critical Drinker recommends. I think we all respect his opinion. I do, certainly. I don't yeah. agree with everything he puts out, but I think most of it is pretty spot on. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to change my stance now, but it's – look, the world building is good. Uh, it's just a whole lot of girls, man. It's a whole lot of girls kicking a lot of ass, and it's like you've heard my stance on it, and I'm not changing that stance. I watched – Five, six episodes, it's how I feel. Yeah. And fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, I only got twenty minutes in. And I like I can't tell you if it's good or bad. I didn't watch enough to know. That's my you know, I didn't watch enough to know. But I do know, and I'm not saying this makes it good or bad, but like it is it is feminist. And and yeah. the standard is simple. In real life, in real life, we just uh they, they remember the selective service was thinking about drafting women. And they just shot that down like within the past few weeks. And think about this. American women in the modern era are literally the best group of fighting women ever in history. Because MMA and women have been the thing for the past 10 or 15 years. We've had more women in our military. We've had oh, no, these wait, hold on. Israel. Israel? Yeah, like everyone has Shit, to serve. Yeah, they do have their military. Yeah. Second best group of females that could ever be assembled and we still do not put them in the selective service so we are saying hey women are dope but they're not necessarily the best for combat situations so when you as a society say that whenever you and that includes even something like wonder woman speaking of israel gal gadot there's a feminist element doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's terrible i didn't see enough arcane to know if it's terrible i just know it was feminist and i just said you know what I don't really feel like doing this. I may end up revisiting it, and I may like it. I may like it, but it is feminist. And if you just, you got a right to say eh, everything's a feminist, where I don't want to give it a chance. You got a right to say that. You don't. You don't owe everything. Everything. So, I, and I still, thing. I still don't even care. I mean, enjoy it all you want. It's fine. It's yeah. Just, please like, find something you love. Please love it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I can make the same point, but it, I still don't know how you watch that bridge scene and tell me it's not inter- like it doesn't have an intersectional feminist vibe. Yeah. It's not at least part of it. Like it's like, you know, it's like I don't even care. But it's like, oh, it follows the show. It's like the show could have been feminist or the, the game could have Dang. been feminist, too. So who cares? Like, I don't know why get. Am I? How could I make that up? Like, where would I? Why, why would I pull that out of nothing? It's like, you know, just. It's okay that it is if you if you like it and it is fine, but it is like come now, on. How does it feel to hate women? I guess yeah. I saw that comment. I, I was I started laughing. It was on Instagram. I'm sick of talking about it. I really am sick of talking about it. I just like okay, fine, fine, whatever. You guys are right. It's not. I don't give a fuck. Since you did, she's not baseline bisexual. I don't know what is. V or whatever. Because intersectionally means it has to be an intersect. So I don't think white counts, but I think LGBTQ does. She's baseline bisexual. I don't care what the one says. At least in her presentation. So there. That's my argument to that. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't even care to make the point anymore. <laughs> all right. All I right, don't I give a shit. Can. We can move on. We can I'm move on. over it. Oh, shit. Just lost my headphones. So I can't hear anything. All right, they're back. 
So uh, Steven Crowder got banned off, off YouTube. Yeah, you told me about that pre-show. I wonder if there's anything on it yet. So oh, there is. I mean, he put out a video on Twitter. Oh. Uh. On Swata. Yeah. I'm with, it's yeah. Uh, struck, like, off YouTube. Struck permanently. Mm. They're done. Um, I don't know why or what. I don't know if he released what the reason was, but this is his video. You care to watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's watch it. For since you did all, and we know what intersectionalism is. It's it's essentially a uh, a power hierarchy, right? And they figured out all the different ways that your position in society intersect. Like you know, if you're black and a woman, that's intersectional. It has an issue. Like you're you're oppressed twice. We know. We get it. I understand. Yeah. It's all the same fucking mentality. It's all cultural Marxism. It's the whole goddamn thing. It's not class struggle. It's race and gender identity struggle. But it's still the same shit. It is the same mentality. So if I'm not precise about what exact mentality they're spouting out, I don't care. It's their bullshit. It's made up anyway. I don't give a fuck if I'm accurate about it. I've been getting, oh, that's no intersectional. Oh, well, fuck, fine. I don't care. It's that I. You still know what I'm saying. I'm not a scholar on this. I don't care to be. Sorry. Just right. fuck. That's all you really feel. Oof. Fucking so sick of this conversation. Uh, all right. So last night, YouTube sent us the second channel strike. Uh, here, this is overlay. Oh, um, so this is going to prevent us from streaming on YouTube for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as usual, they did not provide any details for the suspension. And you know, it's one of those things where we could say, "Hey, we could guess," but it's just so hot. It's like, I mean, take your pick. Yeah. Well, no, it's 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 incredibly hard. I was talking with uh, half Asian lawyer Bill. He is on the case as usual this right. morning, and he's like, "What? You can't read Susan Wojcicki's mind, right? And divine what happened because they just the highlighted part there was hate speech. It was bolded there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you mean the catch-all for everything that you don't like in the world." And something you don't have to be accountable for. Somebody okay, gets offended. Got it. Hate speech. How about some time codes? How about if you're trying to improve the environment, you help us understand where we went wrong? <gasps> no, you know what, what a genius idea. Uh, all right. So last night you. So I guess that doesn't sound like they're permanently banned, but hmm. maybe they're they're acting like maybe they're just like okay, we're done with this platform. Like, because of this band, we're tired of these bands, so we're just going on to Rumble or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I saw, I saw it on Instagram this morning, and they, they shot up their gold play button. Huh. So they, they're going over to Rumble now. I hope that works, man. I, I really wish there was an alternative platform. I mean, shit, I've... I've been suppressed as I've complained about way too much. It's funny. I just got. To, they just told me I got five thousand watch hours, which is dope. Nice. But that means between four thousand and five thousand, I've gained literally like no subs. <laughs> so a thousand additional watch hours, no new subs. So that's like very bittersweet, so to speak. But thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you watching. I saw. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for hanging out. Everybody who's here. Sorry if I missed you. Thank you. You guys make the channel. Like you are the channel. Because yeah. nobody else is gonna see this shit. So thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's a really weird game to play because like I was whoa, I was blown away. My subs actually went up. I was up to uh sixteen thirty seven. Now, for context, I hit about sixteen thirty thirty five when Gary was on my channel in August. Yeah. And it has not 
gone up since then. Literally. We're talking months, yeah. almost half the year. It hasn't uh, moved up. You know, and I'm very grateful for all the subs. And I'm grateful for, for Gary coming on. But it's like you just day after day, no matter how much content you put out or how much work you put in, it doesn't change anything. It's like it's a little demoralizing. Um, but I was, wow, shocked. It went up to 1637 the other day. I was like, oh, OK, we're actually making some moves back down to 1634. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people hate my arcane take so much that they're abandoning the channel. I don't know. But Maybe. it is sort of weird. And uh, apparently Sentry Dildo's a draw because uh, Shinoxus P watches to see him. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. That Thank you, Sentry Dildo. Appreciate your work. He does not get under my skin ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> when we were doing the show last night on the Patreon, <clears throat> I thought – I was actually thinking about him. I was like, I wonder how Sentient Dildo will react to this. Yeah. Uh, doesn't sound like uh, we don't. We have to worry about much of that yeah. um, because he doesn't think it's worthy of a Patreon. Um, but uh, I was curious. I'd like to hear because it's. I think that's kind of the idea behind the Patreon is it's like a little bit more for the regulars, for people that are here every week and check out all the stuff that we do. Uh, they could get a little bit more vulnerable content you know, yes. that's behind a paywall. So we don't have to worry about it, you know, like it being too public or anything like that. Yeah. It's definitely, and, please, please. Uh, like not just because, you know, we want you to, but it, you can definitely hear some, like some crazy stories. It's two pretty crazy stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And additionally, we're taking questions from the audience. Yeah. That's, a, that's part of it. So the idea is, you know, what do you want to know about your culture crime fighting duo? What kind of questions, what sort of also uncomfortable questions would you like to hear us ask, uh, answer? Yeah. yeah, there you yeah. go. Cause, yeah, yeah, so pay us so, so, so we, we have to answer your stuff. Thank you, Pat-S. Pat-S is the fucking man. He is the man. Uh, and Sanjadilla asks, when's the cooking channel starting, Matt? Um, editing the first video right now. It's a little bit more of an undertaking then my traditional content is it's like on-site audio. Uh, there's music. It's a lot. Of, I have to kind of create a narrative. Uh, it's a lot more to it than just a expanse video. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, and actually, I need to because I need to do more. I need to get a good camera and actually like learn how to film stuff. And I have no idea how to do that. I have to have some base in it because I want to do my own music channel sometime in the future. I'll tell you what, man. Well, I shot um, – Daniela came – we went to Jester King Brewery in, uh, outside of Austin, Texas, and uh, she brought her camera. Like she has like a vlogging camera um, mm -hmm. that like <clears throat> was, was pretty solid. But I, I also laid in some of my own video that I shot with my iPhone. Mm -hmm. You can't tell the difference. Really? Yeah. It's seamless. Yeah. It looks really good. I mean as long as you like stabilize it, you know. Yeah. It was like it looked pretty solid. I was I was happy with it. Hmm. That's yeah. To keep him yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what else is going on? Um, probably something crazy. First off, just really want to say hi to the saw a few people, other people sneak in. Shout Lovely. out to Ana Anonymous. And so I think it's off his chozo. So, so hi to you guys. Oh yeah, Sean Connery versus Applesauce. Well actually has a, a pretty good comment about our uh, sub bowls. He says, I don't think it has much to do. With your air content, it's a gun and then get new subs for something like a year, despite getting hundreds of thousands of views per video. So that's that's a fair point. 
Um, it's not like they're not doing this to bigger channels, and it's not like it necessarily has to reflect on our content. And you, hey, you guys show up every week. You seem to love us, and so we appreciate that. Hell, definitely appreciate that. And um, Whoopa Trooper, we were born that way. We were born to racism, sadness, don't you know? So there you go. There you go. Hail. Hey. Hail, hail. Um, I did have a funny video I wanted to share. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Give me a second. I got to pull it up. All right. <laughs> yeah. I saw this on 9Gag the other night. It's pretty funny. All right. Hold on. All right. All right. I should probably do a better job of vamping. I don't know what to say. I'm like so like off. All right. Here there we, we go. go. All right, so I don't know. I thought this was quite funny. Here comes the race. Now, understand something. I'm a flight attendant. That means I attend the flights. Sometimes our job has us attending to crazy people. If you push us too far, you're going to have to attend this ass whooping. You see, <laughs> because on this particular flight, I'm sitting in the jump seat, and I'm just looking at him like the damn fool. He's spitting and cussing and going crazy. I say, that's enough. I got up and I walked over there and by the way, this man smelled like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol and regret. So I know <laughs> something's about to go down. At this point, he touched all over my coworker's breast and where he f***ed up at is when he touched my titties. Cause I don't play that. <laughs> so what I did is I took out the duct tape. I said, he got scared, start stuttering, say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. I say, yeah, we about to mummify your ass now, boy. So we wrapped him up. <laughs> Better than any Christmas present you will ever see. He won't be coming on no more Frontier flights at all. <laughs> I love that guy. Man, so how, how did you get the duct tape off, man? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a delay. I was like, what? <laughs> I'll fire your ass, boy. That was funny. <laughs> Everybody, you guys already know this guy. Central Dildo says I know this dude. He's hilarious. Love this man. What is dude's name? I never heard. Oh shit! I don't know. It says the real spark on Instagram and YouTube. I guess I don't man, know. That guy's great. There's a lot mm. of digital comedy, like YouTube and um, Instagram and TikTok comedians. Like that's. You know, the mainstream comedy is dead. Oh, shit. He's a huge channel. Yeah. He's got 246,000 subs. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers are big. Alfredo, I guess the guy's name is. Shout out to Lovely Sherry. Thank you. Um, there's a oh, lot shit. of there's a lot of really big YouTube comedians uh, that I see. Like I, That's like the future of comedy. It's not going to be mainstream. It's just not because they're, they're all bought and paid for. Outside Chappelle, none of them even have anything interesting. Even with Chappelle, I don't really want to see a, a, a TED talk as somebody else. Who put it? Who called it a TED talk? Was it? Um, I've heard it. I've heard it. Several people refer to it as that. Yeah, I think it might have been um, Nina last week. That's uh, where I got it from. But like, yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't. I thought the I fucking. It, yeah. You know, I even thought Sticks and Stones was a funny TED talk, but it kind of was a TED talk there. Ooh, I disagree. I think Sticks I know and you Stones is terrific. Man. I think that's one of the funniest stand-up comedy bits, like uh, specials maybe ever. It was. I liked it. It was cool to see Dave still had it, but it was just like. Eh. Really? I don't know. 
I Go like on. It. It, it. It's like part of this is just my relationship with the culture war, right? It's not something I was heavily invested in until last year. It's something I noticed and thought it was something up. Maybe 2018, 2019, I started to say something's up, but I didn't really get heavy investment into it until last year. So when I watched it, I was just like, uh, I, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was funny and it, was, it got a lot of stuff to go, yeah. And I really liked his earlier stand-up a lot better because it was just, and I get, it's like we are saying the same things because we've talked about it before, but we have different tastes to it. So, like, the things that you like about Sticks and Stones, I don't. The things you don't like about his early stand-up, how it's too jokey, I do because mm-hmm. I just wanted to laugh. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to think. If, I, if, if something comes up, cool. Mm-hmm. But if not, like Pat S said, I want the purple stuff. I want the purple drink. I just want fun. I just want to laugh at shit. Even that joke is still cultural commentary, though. <sighs> it is. It, it's still talking it's, about like what you grew up with as a black guy. I mean, that's that's the punchline. I didn't purple drink. Yes. What? I didn't grow up with purple drink. I'm not saying you did. About. I'm saying, but, but that's the punchline of the joke. That's the whole. That's why he's. I want the purple stuff because that's like. I mean, it's still a comment on on differences in society. It is, but like the point of it is the joke. Like the, it's not like some social commentary to it, right? Yes, there is. I guess if you, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong, but it's just like the point of this joke is not to get people to think; it's to make people laugh. Maybe hmm. I'm not thinking of it. Maybe it is some commentary. Maybe it could also just be timing, too. It also could be it's everything, and the culture is just saturated in a conversation all the time that any, rep, you know, like if it was a different time or you heard it out of the out of context of, you know, 2020 or whatever, it would be more enjoyable. Um I just liked it because it cut through the bullshit. Like that's mm-hmm. the type of thing I I'm, I'm I'm attracted to. Like I like comedians and commentators who cut through it. Like they talk about it, they don't really get upset, then they they laugh at it or they have a good time talking about it. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I thought he did a great job, you know, on uh, talking about. Like I think he, he's done that really well a lot of times. But I thought he really achieved something with this special where he was able to very accurately articulate both sides of of whatever point he was discussing and so that you felt okay you know like it didn't feel like you're being preached at and then he cut through it by making his point or his joke about the whole like whatever take he was articulating and i thought that was what was so genius about it is i didn't feel lectured i just felt like he understood where everyone was coming from and here's what i think and it's like damn that was really impressive comedy i don't necessarily disagree with that but i i feel like in doing so even though it was it was, it was still funny i still like sticks and stones but it, i think you know, even if the closer is much more of a TED talk, people are saying it's a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least Ascension Dildo said that. And hell, Purple Valkyrie. I just saw her with 24-7. Usually. Oh, yeah. hell, Purple Valkyrie. Shout out to Purple Valkyrie. Shouts. Speaking of that purple stuff, maybe she heard purple stuff and just thought, oh, am I being called and just showed up? I'm not sure. All right. Well, no, we were talking running. about Dave Chappelle sketches, but I appreciate you being here. Um, and I, listen, I love Chappelle, man. He, he's funny. 
I don't think I didn't think Sticks and Stones was bad by any means. I just thought it was like a step in that direction, a step in the like near TED Talk direction because it was. It, and I guess you know what part of it is the context of the time, right? It, it's that is the the past five years or whatever it's been. It's been about this this ridiculous, mindless culture war. I even joked earlier the culture war is over. It's just like a lot of it gets exhausting. It's it's so exhausting. Um, it's been exhausting for a while. I mean, it was exhausting in 2017, 2016, when this whole Orange Man shit started. And it's been exhausting the entire time. Fuck, I, I was just watching, um, shout out to Az. I was watching one of his streams, like a game stream, and he was just talking about how he's just tired of everything. I'm, like, I'm glad to see that, that even the big YouTubers can see, like, this is just exhausting. Like I'm not the only one who's just tired. Like somebody, I think in the chat was talking about twenty four, or not twenty four. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's just I just I don't even, I don't even feel like making fun of it. Like I just I'm, just tired. Just just it's it's like it's so much. It's so everywhere. <clears throat> you just throw your hands up. Is that by design though? Could be. You know, is the idea to exhaust? You know critics and the audience so much that you just eventually give in i mean i'm sure that is and it's probably working on some level i mean we are humans we're humans and we can only listen to this shit and hear about this shit and watch this shit happen so much i hope uh the quote the sex in the city thing is a when they start to destroy franchises that aren't necessarily in male spaces can kind of wake people up to like, okay, Hollywood's full of shit. Wake yeah. a, a group of normies who would not have otherwise noticed it. I feel like the more times they do that, even if it's not necessarily blatantly in the name of woke, the more time, the more people start to see, okay, something's rotten in Denmark. Because as much as we have been into it and we've been paying attention for, you know, however many long, oops, that's not what I'm trying to see that. Uh, this has been an all out war for five years now and sees no sign of stopping, no real progress either. So that's exhausting. But there's still normies who have not participated in this war and barely know of its existence. And so, like, that's the whole thing. If there is anything, it's to try to find more normies to red pill. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing's exhausting. Hopefully, this there's starting to be some sort of change. Hell, well, I mean, even- Citadillo, sorry, he's saying it, it is by design. They'll make everything political so people have no escapism. Yes. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, but then, then I guess like what I gravitate towards are people who can cut through it because if it's, if that's the world we live in, so be it, but we can't, I, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to bury my head in the sand and ignore it Yeah, because I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's like, I am tired of it, but that doesn't mean that I can escape it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of it. I hate it. But it doesn't mean that, like, well, unless I completely just take my way myself out of modern culture, I don't, I don't participate. There's no way of avoiding it. I've been so watching th- van those life are your videos, options. Man. I'm watching van life videos, man. I think um, what was the uh, the character of um, Chris Farley down by a river, whatever it was, something Foley. Yeah, Mike Matt Foley. Was it Matt Foley? Yeah, Matt Foley. Yeah, Matt Foley. Yeah. I think Matt Foley had it right. You need to just live in a van down by the river and just say fuck society. I mean, that's one way to handle it. I'm not saying it's a right or wrong. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's that's just what I – that's why – I don't know. Like, 
the best the best laugh the best uh, medicine is laughter like that's why ryan long is one of my favorites right now because he's not like he's not affected by it but he still sees it and can comment on it yeah like that's valuable to me because it's like i i I don't i don't even know how you could escape it like you still have to go out into the world. You still have to interact with people. You still have to you turn on your, even opening your phone, you're going to get ads. You're going to get some part of it somehow downloaded into your brain. And if you have no healthy combat to it, it's it's going to seep in there. It's going to get in. And I yeah. just don't want to. Well, you know what? I, I semi-disagree with you because in this day and age, especially when people are slight, or a lot of us are either, even if we're not locked down, I still think there's still like this COVID thing where a lot of people are just now in the habit of not going out in their house. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I don't think I, it's just me. And now I'm in the habit of staying in. And so it's like, if I just, I've been able to kind of get out of it just like personally, it's like, yeah, I still see a lot of videos, but I'll just watch something. I watch somebody play a video game or I'll watch uh, something on whatever, on boxing, on on sports, on guitar, on playing keyboard, on just old songs. And then mm-hmm. I don't even see stuff sometimes for days because it's like I'm not really – I'm not as clued in as I was just even a few months ago because it's like I don't – one, I'm not doing as much content, which thank you guys for, for still putting up with me when I do. But it's just like I don't even – it's it is easy. it can get easy to avoid if you um in the social media world. Uh oh. He fell. Uh, fuck. I just knocked the drink down. That carpet is fucked. Uh, that sucks. Well, we oh lost well. Se- oh, okay. I thought we lost veg. No, I'm still here. But my carpet's fucked. Um yeah, so uh one tip. Did somebody yeah, need I don't a know. tip? What's what's that going on? Uh, I don't see any. Let me check my stream elements just to make sure because I don't want to miss anything. Um, uh, Trooper says, Ryan Long is funny as fuck, but his skit, skit comedy is just straight up hilarious. The cultural commentary is only part of it. I agree, but I think the skit comedy is all cultural commentary. Like, it's it's usually about, like, the metaverse or about, you know, uh, like, the one that got me in was the, the Silicon Valley guys. Um, like, they when they're t- hiring d- diversity. And they're like, I don't know. I wasn't sure about this whole diversity thing until I realized I could hire diverse people who would reflect my own opinions back at me. And I thought that was very funny. And that was like a, like a good cultural commentary skit. Cultural, cultural commentary joke. Uh, Islington Girl says he's Canadian. Even more amazing. Uh. Yeah. I love his buddy, too, Danny. Danny Polshuk. I didn't think I wasn't a huge fan uh, at first, just because I I was like, no, I just want Ryan. Who is this like guy? Who's this outsider? I don't know you, but I actually really appreciate Daddy because he's just pure comedian. Ryan Long is the man, brightest day. Hail, hail. Up, oh, I guess. Uh, I guess. Oh, Vig, will be right back. All righty. Well, I guess I'll just vamp for a minute. How are all of y'all? How are all of y'all? Um, well, I'll take this opportunity that we do appreciate all your support. Thank you so much. If uh, any of you are on iTunes, please give this show a five-star review. It means a lot. Helps the show move up the charts. Uh, it's all really very important for moving a small show like ours. So if you guys have the time, really appreciate it. But uh, if you can just pop on in, give us a like, that's appreciated too. Thank you so much. Hello, Deception's Cave of Toys and Villains. Hail. Hail. 
Hey, hey. Oh, Lizington uh, Girls. Is that, I was just in on the Street Smart skit. That was hilarious. That really was very funny. And good point. And that actually is not a cultural commentary joke. That's just like commenting on people who think like, yeah, I'm smart. I, I know. Yeah, I can get you Coke in 48, 48 different states. This is pretty funny. <laughs> it looks like I just did get a tip. I didn't see one earlier. But uh, I got to log back in. Stream elements. Yeah, stream elements does that to me every once in a while. Logs me in and out. Shout out to Neil Herseg. Uh also fairly new. Uh it says uh hell and don't lose hope. Fellas, I'm only racist against the reptilians. Fuck those reptilians. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate the super chat. The uh Koopa the Koopa Troopas, or what was it? The uh from from Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. The, yeah. Yeah, I don't have as many like uh cool videos i just had this is kind of the one I, i've just been using because um, it's funny good morning good you tell us something your mom doesn't know yeah oh and hey decepticon king or decepticon's cave of toys and villains because he just making goombas are the goombas that's it yeah, yeah. right on said so five big ones for me Huh. Uh, did you accidentally? Because everybody, well, not everybody, but it has happened quite a bit where Matt gets the super chat instead of me. I didn't get his... it because I get a PayPal alert when I do, and I haven't gotten huh. a PayPal alert. So I didn't. I'll, I'll check my stream elements to make sure, but I don't think so, my friend. Yeah. I do not think so. Oh. Um, oh, that was you. I didn't know that was you. I didn't mean to dox you, bro. What? Uh, Nelson the Gentleman. But he, uh, oh. it was government. But anyway, yeah, don't trust these lizards. Fuck these reptilians. Fuck these goombas. Fuck these lizard people. Hail, hail, the lizard people. That would suck if that's real, right? On all conspiracy theories, there's wow. lizard people running the world and they're shapeshifters. That would really We're, suck. We are definitely about to go the way of Crowder if we keep down this. <laughs> hey, it's on my channel at least. So there's okay. that. Fair enough. Um, well, you know, it's one of those ones I always found kind of fascinating. Ah, no, she joined the Patreon. Thank you. Our first, oh, our what first up? Patreon, our first patron. Thank you very girl. much, the Islington girl. Thank you. Now you get to what? Now you get to hear our stories about losing our virginity. Yeah, that's. I'm not sure. I'm, I hope that's what you signed up for. Thank you. Yeah, I think it was pretty funny. I thought it, it was, was a funny. Good show. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's, it's some funny stuff. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Plus, there's a poll up there uh, that actually, I guess, is that a public poll? The poll should be public. I mean, yeah. I am a boomer, so I hope I didn't screw it up. But yeah, you, if you, uh, if you said, would it make any difference? Yeah, I don't want to dox people. Uh, but, but li listen, even if you're not, uh, if you like sentient dildo, you're not necessarily willing to fork over any money, even though he's making pretty good money don't serving to him. serving people in Croatia. He has it. He has the money. It's, hey, think about it like this. We, we're, we're doing four shows a month. It's a dollar twenty-five a show. A candy bar is no longer a dollar twenty-five. It, it's not even a dollar anymore. It's like a dollar fifty for the standard size candy bar. I mean, so not even the plug though. Like, if you just want to go over there and participate in the poll, that's up. So you can just participate in that. Yeah, you can answer the poll for free. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to, just answer the poll. And you're the second patron. Somebody else has already joined. So heck yeah, that's what's up. That's probably Pat S. Thank you, Pat S, if it was you or whoever it was. Oh, you were talking about lizard people. Would it make oh any my difference God. if they were lizard people? Yes, it would. 
Because now they have superpowers, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepped for that. Well, I was going to say, as far as the conspiracy theories go, that one's the most interesting to me because it's kind of like, oh, this alternate evolutionary pattern <laughs> that like, you know, they they they, they, they let the lizards, the reptiles kept evolving and created like sentient reptile. That, yeah. That's like a that's a plot of like a science fiction movie I'd want to watch. Yeah, somebody should do that. Just like do a real story on it and take it seriously. Well, the, our, our lizard overlords would never allow it. They'd there shut it go. down. Well, that's what. But isn't that what the Mario Brothers like story was? In the the movie, kinda. Right. I didn't even think of it like that, but kinda. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. And Pat S is right. I saw I saw this video. Louis C.K. did call Dick Cheney a lizard people, and he did not personally didn't deny it. Didn't we do yeah, that? I think didn't we, we cover yeah, that? Yeah, we on did this cover show? that. We did yeah. cover that. That shit was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, could be. Cause you wouldn't, and and then fucking even um, what's the one we talked about the metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg, he had a weird denial. He looked, he looked like he was looking at his like his people like, what am I supposed to answer to that? Like, there's no other per. Every human knows how to answer that. You laugh because it's hilarious to think that a human being could be a lizard person. It's so damn funny, and like he didn't. He recently referred to himself as, quote, used to be a human. Who, Zuckerberg? Yeah. I didn't see that. He you didn't see that? Did. No. That's pretty funny. Let me see if I can find the clip. Yeah. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, is that a... Oh, man. Chicken people, says isn't the girl. She says, chickens are prehistoric. Is them they're just playing the long game. You might be right. You might be right, but, we, but they're so delicious. I don't see how they're, they're going to last. Or are they? Maybe that's not the meats we're eating. Who knows? Maybe we're all eating about. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I got it. Yeah. But it is going to bother you because you're human. And, and I was human. I am human still. Um, but, I was human. Um, but, it, but I was just referring to myself in the past. Um, not that I was not human. <laughs> I wonder if he's leaning into the joke a little bit there. That's what he wants you to think, man. I mean, I'm just speculating, you know, I don't know. But smell all loose cannon. Um man, I listen. I don't know. Oh boy, don't say this, Nelson. I'm not <laughs> don't tell me all the chickens is certainly green. That's not where we want to go. This is getting real. This now we maybe we should be uh uh taking off the air if we're, if we're spreading rumors like that. That the chicken is now so as people, and Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard person. You know, Mama Susan. You know what? You're right. Get rid of us. <laughs> Matt, any reaction? What to that concept? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want her to get rid of us. I like it here. I'm yeah, happy I do to be too. here. I do too. Please don't. It was a joke, Susan. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the one of them drinking water like an alien Congress? I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so bizarre. But that's why I that's why I was wondering if that joke, like him saying that, is him leaning into the joke, like him trying to like kind of capitalize on the, uh, you know, just like aha, get it? I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 hip. I listen to what people say. Nah, I think he I think he's just impersonating a human. I don't think he's a human. <laughs> I, I don't. Zuckerbot. Zuck. There you I go. Zuckerbot. Zuckerbot. He's AI. 
running human protocols. Advanced advanced AI. Advanced AI with good with a good uh you know synthetic skin looks sort of real. Sort of. Sort of vaguely. real. Yeah, vaguely human. Uh somebody said something, but yeah, his head's not normal shape. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy the conspiracy theory that Mark Zuckerberg's a human. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it at all. That's like the conspiracy theory that uh, Tim Dillon is straight and Joe Rogan's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of that. That's funny. Uh, pretty funny. Um, I was just looking on Twitter. There's a, a Stop Woke Act from Governor DeSantis. Stop Woke? What does that uh, entail? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announces the Stop Woke Act, Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act. <laughs> He's just trolling. That's yes. just a troll. Yeah. Uh, to take a stand against critical race theory in schools and the workplace. Hmm. Huh. Says DeSantis says the Stop Woke Act will give parents private right of action to sue institutions if they believe oh. their children are being taught critical race theory and would allow them to collect attorney fees if their suit is successful. East. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So I don't know how legal something like this even is. Like, is this something that's going to go to su- the Supreme Court at some point? Because. So. Do you want to. Uh, you want to see a little bit of. Uh, yeah. Left meat a memeing? Sure. Let's see. Then we must preserve our heritage. Now we must bury our heritage. Oh, critical race theory is just her- it's just education, guys. Uh, it's just the facts. That's all it is. What are you afraid so, of the truth? So the Smithsonian saying white uh hard work is is white privilege. Like the actual Smithsonian saying that that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Being that's on time A-okay. is white privilege and mm-hmm. patriarchy and oppression. Yep. yep. Yeah. Chocolate yeah, that cuz that's all it is. Nerdy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I love that their their concept is that critical race uh, at like uh, you know critics are there. What they don't like is the truth. Meanwhile, it's like any kind of conversation outside of an already pre agreed upon narrative is white supremacy, is oppression, is patriarchy. Oh, you guys are on the side of facts and truth. You're just exploring ideas. Oh, oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Critical race theory. Remember when we had the fucking, uh, we had the clip of the teacher, black teacher, talking about black kids can't think critically? Mm-hmm. That's what critical race theory ends up. And I, I covered something on this channel a while ago. There's a fucking um, school in the Atlanta area. Like, I want to say a well to do school, black principal. She fucking segregated the kids by race. And it's like, this is what you want? Mm-hmm. They misrepresent every fucking thing. Absolutely. Everything's a massive misrepresent. Uh, representation, Whitey can't handle the truth. It's essential dildo. Yeah. It, domestic terrorism. Yeah, that's another thing. Right. Uh, you fucking argue at the PTA meeting, you're a fucking domestic terrorist, and you're put on yeah. the FBI list. Yeah. A- it's, it, yeah, it's like the, the, the torrent of bullshit that surrounds all of this is hilarious. And it's like, yeah, we just don't really want to indoctrinate our children. What are you, a white supremacist? Yeah, I like, guess Have I you am. actually looked it up? There have been black parents saying, hey, I don't want this taught to my kids. 
Mm-hmm. And they plenty. just ignore that. Like, plenty. Anyone who actually, because critical race theory, it sounds dope when you just listen to the words and go no further. But then right. when you do go far or you actually are starting to get it, when they're actually teaching to your kids, you're like, wait, what the fuck? You're teaching my black son that he can never do anything because uh, of white supremacy. And you're teaching my white son he's just a racist bigot and there's nothing he can do. He's just an oppressor. So, like, this isn't this isn't good. Yes, I have a black and a white son and a Puerto Rican son and, and, and all sorts of stuff. No, I have no kids. It's a joke. Um, but, yeah, it's so, Well, so much of it is also built on really bad science. Like, it's, you know, correlation is causation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if there's a correlation of, of black students doing anything, well, the the reason is always racism or there's some sort of inequality. It can't be any other factor. It's yeah. like there's no, you know, it's it's like conclusion first and then just force every single bit of information into that conclusion. And then when people are like, eh, it's probably not that, it's like all time, all kinds of pejoratives to make it impossible to have that, to, to have any kind of criticism of their th- thinking. How dare you? Yeah. How how dare you not believe everything we just tell you? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of this shit, like I said, it's not even based on... It's based on... It almost sounds like it is white supremacy in and of itself to, to say... I agree. I mean, 90% of this shit is. It's like, you know, whites are the supreme race that came up with everything. The the Ubermenches. But they must be punished for their Ubermenches. Their Ubermenchness, I guess. And uh, they must be hated, and everyone, you know, they're the patriarch. It's, it's, there's no way this country is successful if this is the, you know, default way we we rear our children for the next forever. Well, it's also weird because it it comes from a place like a presupposition that white people are kind of smarter or and more like superior and i think it's yeah. because they look at it as like a power thing you know they're so obsessed with their own narrative of like who's in power here and who's got this level of access and privilege and so on and so forth but through their own narrative they're reinforcing these hierarchies that they claim exist yeah that's why I'm, you know, talking about conspiracy state. My theory is that's part of the point. Um, it's to not just reinforce this hierarchy, uh, so-called hierarchy, but it's also to enrage a lot of people, you know, to create this narrative where they're trying to also create the white supremacists that they're looking uh, for. Absolutely. And they are, by the way. It's, yeah. It works. It definitely creates a fringe amount of legitimate, genuine hate. I thought you when you said that that was you like yeah I hate black people. That's, that's <laughs> no, but it it's 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 motivating hate because it's a hateful mentality. It's a yeah. very uh, cynical mentality, and it's it's like very destructive for for actual progress. So I think it does create a lot of true hate on the other side. It's like they created their own boogeyman so that they could kill him. Yeah, because they they need a boogeyman to kill. And this is, yeah, since you're totally right, got to hope the, the poor, poor, noble savages. It's like, mm-hmm. we're just too, we're too stupid to help ourselves. We need white women saviors to, to guide us into the future, guide our society. Yeah, we want Yassis. Yeah, we it's very Yassis. disturbing. And I guess, like, that's the kind of bring it all around is that that's part of why it is something for me to still, I think it is still important to engage in because it's like, look how far it's going. Yeah. 
it isn't just on Twitter. People always try to use it as some sort of a cop out. They say, oh, it's just on Twitter. It's just on the internet. Stay off that. It's like, no, it's not. Now it's in your fucking schools. I mean, it's been in your schools for a long time, but now it's like, it's true indoctrination has leapt out of the internet and now exists in your day-to-day life. And it is something to take note of. It is something to concern yourself with. I mean, I know it's exhausting, but it's it's the future of the country. It's the future of Western civilization that's at stake here. And it does, to me, it, that matters. It's something I'd like to invest in and spend time, you know, like uh, uh, fighting. Yeah. And it's um, it's very pervasive and it's in a lot of places. This is like countrywide, worldwide thing. The whole Western world is engaging in this sort of indoctrination. The whole Western civilization's education system is engaging in indoctrination and his entertainment system and every other system really. 100%. is engaging in this indoctrination that is not beneficial for any of the cultures they are claiming to champion. And that's been proven over and over. Um, and I think, part, you know, this is, you know, my joke about the culture war, the principle of groups that they are trying to champion or use really, that's what they, it's really people who are using other people for power. They're starting to be hit in the crossfire of their, their wellness. That's just starting to happen. There was, God damn it. There was something else. Um, where Well, th- that's actually something I was thinking about asking you. Can I ask this to Nina Infinity, uh, I think, before you came on last week? Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, because I think a lot of these people who, you know, go along with, like, the Koof narrative and put on, like, little musicals about the, co- the Koof, you know, and uh, <clears throat> walk the line, I think so many of them... <clears throat> so many of them are, are really just projecting their jobs. Hmm. They're just they're in this position where it's either I commit uh you know career seppuku and and f- go down with the fight and make make a big stink and really express my point of view or I just get along and cash huge checks. Now, hmm. both of us not being in we don't have anything to lose. It's not like we had a career and entertainment and we went this you know rebel route you know we started as as rebels to the narrative that's the whole point of the show culture crime fighters i mean that's the yeah. concept so what if you did find yourself in that position like how do you really think you would handle it or like what would be your price tag uh to like stick with it so basically are you talking about yeah, I'm just asking like a truly vulnerable question about like how how convicted do you think you'd really be would, if you were like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or something like that? Do you think you'd fight? Would you, you know, like go down with the ship or do you would you uh would you go along with it? From their perspective with my mentality. For okay, I thought you were talking about me personally. Okay, what would you I am talking about you personally. I'm but just no, saying like, but like hypothetical. So if I was in their situation, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were like me and my situation. Because I'm, I'm like, I was willing, I'm still willing to lose my job over the damn jab. No. I mean, you don't but have, there's I, no hypotheticals but, because but we yeah. are on the air talking about it right now. Yeah. So, so there's no reason to question it. But, um, man, I would just, listen, there's a lot of people who don't take either side. And I would, if, if I was a, a one of the Jimmies. And everything, I would say, man, can I just not talk about the coup either way? I would. It's not an option. That's not an option. I would try to just sneak out, exit, exit stage right. That's what I would do. You'd give up. You'd give up the fame, the adulation, the I'm money. I'm already rich. All those guys are already rich. There's no. Yeah, need. they are. That's true. And 
And when you're at an already rich state, and to be honest, I've heard enough about both guys that they probably do need some time away from the fame, especially uh, Fallon. Um, well, I, add I, this layer to it. Add this layer. They you'd probably leave in disgrace because you counteracting oof. the narrative or you not going along with it. That's something I noticed when I was in Los Angeles mm-hmm. because I would at times. I would like assert my point of view, but I learned really quickly to stop doing that because it's not a you're not having a good faith conversation. They're just trying to paint you into a corner so that eventually they, you know, you you're wrong, you know, no matter what. So they're just going to keep change like changing the goalposts, changing the conversation. They're always right, no matter what. And to a sane, rational person, that's that's madness, and you start to go insane. Yeah. And then they're like, see, you know, this guy's a problem. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is like. But so 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 I would avoid that. But then like me not like me not going along with it was also noticed. That mm. was also a part of it too. It's like you're not a good statist. You're not good with the narrative. Like why are you? You know that gets noticed. So if you're like yeah, I think I'm done. I'm gonna retire. What if there's the the disgrace factor that follows that? So would you leave in disgrace for your convictions? Like they say, all right, listen. If you if you do this, we're still you know you got some skeletons. Something's just gonna pop out. You know, or they'll you know. lie. They'll flat out lie. Or we'll make. Or we'll too. make a skeleton up. Mm. And it's like, ooh. I mean, I still, I still do go with Ascension Delta. So me, I still, you know, I take the money I got. I run buy. I could buy a fucking compound and just chill. People might hate me, but fuck it. Yeah, I, I think I probably would too. Uh, I, it wouldn't be a healthy way though. I I would try to sneak out. I wouldn't try to be like a blaze of glory i would just say you know what it's about time i retire and spend time with my family and just you know then just i can do a podcast later and do fun stuff because that's always it that's an option none of these guys or gals take they always have the option to, and maybe they don't maybe they do get the pressure from the manager like listen guy if you try that you know something might happen i'm not sure we heard we had cameron pasha on our show, he taught us how, how dirty Hollywood can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a possibility. They, they don't really have the option. But I've always thought, you know, why don't more people in this day and age where you can uh, start an Instagram, start a YouTube, start a TikTok, why don't more uh, people come up with their own platforms? Now, maybe we saw during this pandemic, they, they just don't have the talent and skill to. They don't have the presentation, the writing, and all the other gimmicks. There's that. There's but that. why not do your own thing? And so my thought would to be to do my own thing anyway. That would just be my mentality. How can I get independent as quickly as possible? So I, I would uh, guess. Look at this. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. Ruben Christopher Hayes. He's talking about conspiracy theories. He told me the Titanic didn't Titanic itself. I've heard anyway. that. I've heard that conspiracy theory too. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Number three, Patreon. Never give up. Never stop believing in a better day. Um, and uh, today, in a br- brighter future, we stand together and fight for culture's freedom. We all do our part to inspire and make a difference. Thank you, Ruben Christopher Haynes. Dude, Ruben Christopher Haynes is a badass supporter yeah, on this corner of YouTube. He's given me some really solid super chats. He's always like, uh, I always see him around. He's a very, very supportive guy. And hail Ruben Christopher Haynes. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate the support. Uh, we'll see you on the Patreon. Uh, we're going to be doing that, like I said, every week. So if you have any questions you want us to answer, make sure you leave them in the comments because we will answer them. Yeah. You know who I think the first sign up was? 
think it was since you did it all. Be a martyr for who? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be a martyr. Well, but that's what I. Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm I am empathetic to them because as someone who spent years trying to cobble together an entertainment career, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a lot of your personal sacrifice. It's a lot of investment. You have to sacrifice, you know, having a normal normal relationships. You know, like the typical uh, picket fence, fa- you know, uh, ideal existence. You have to pretty much give up on that. You have to commit yourself to this entertainment goal. Now, if you're so lucky that you actually manage to achieve that goal. Uh, you know, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be fucking terrifying to, to be like, I might have to give all this up now. Yeah, they're rich, but they also have rich guy bills. True. You know, you've got a rich guy mortgage. You've got a rich guy car payment. You probably have multiple homes. You probably take care of multiple members of your family. Like absolutely. it's not, you know, you'd have to stop all that. You'd have to give up your Aspen home. You'd have to give up your, like, now these aren't like huge sacrifices, but when you've gotten comfortable to a certain lifestyle and now you've got to throw that all away, that's got to be terrifying. Plus, you don't get the career that you used to have. You don't have all those things that you wanted that, that you know, you achieved. You know, you got to well, be creative professionally at the highest level. That's, that's amazing. That's true. But I, I guess I think of entertainers almost similar to athletes. No matter who you are, there's a shelf life. Like, no matter who you are, there's a shelf life of how long you're going to be relevant. Or even patches. We talked about Chappelle. He won a 10-year patch of not being relevant. And he still did his little minor stand-up. But until he signed a new Netflix deal, he, he was, you know, um, infrequent. He went um, down for his convictions, absolutely. He, he went down for his convictions and actually won in the end. And they um, did try to disgrace him. They yeah, did. And they're they, still they, trying to. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the pow, like now that's the public. But his people, like his, you know, Comedy Central, like the PR yeah. machine, did try to disgrace him. They they said he was like smoking crack in Africa. Like they yeah. said that you know he lost his mind and had a breakdown and all this shit. They spun a very uh, uh, you know negative narrative about him. So like that's the risk you run too, man. Like once you kiss the ring, you're kind of owned. I mean, I get it, but like there to me, there's a, there's a natural shelf life in entertainers, in general. You get a run, and that's it. Even fucking Robert Downey Jr. couldn't draw his Doctor Doolittle, and he's been Iron Man for a decade and a half. You know what I mean? You get a run, no matter. This is uh, without being canceled. This without being whatever. You get your run, and when it's over, it's over anyway. So. There's no guarantee, even if you, you've reached that level of success, that you're going to have that level of success next week because that's just also a part of the business. So one way or another, you're not going to – like the Jimmies, they're going to not do that show one day. I don't know if it's in the next month yeah, but or the like, next – You're not wrong, dude, about that, but there's more to entertainment than always being in the spotlight. Like you can also move the ball by being a producer on things. It's like people might not know you're the producer. Like George Clooney has a production company. Like I think it's called, I forgot what it's called, but he's like, these guys all have production. If you have no access, if you are frozen out of all of that, that's a lot more to risk than, than constantly being in the limelight. I think a lot of entertainers are very strategic when they're in the limelight and it looks like they're having lulls in their career, but it's completely by design. I definitely think that's the oh, Jesus alarm. I'm up. Leave me alone. I definitely think that's the uh, case in a lot of cases. And you're not wrong, man. I think it depends on where you are and how bad it could get. 
But I, I tend to say, you know what? If my convictions are, are one direction, I'm getting pushed pushed in another. Uh, easy for me to say. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, dip out. Yeah, I don't know. I had to sell my third villa. Well, one thing I will say, to Matt's point, man. And hi, Kai MFS. I saw you sneak in. What up, Kai? Uh, we're talking about what you know. What we're talking about? Would you, if you had, if you were Jimmy Kimmel, if you were a star? And you had those type of things, this type of situation. Maybe you're taking care of your family. Maybe you had to search your third, third villa. Would you go down for your convictions if you had all the success, all the money, all the access, and it's at risk? Like, you can't even quietly back out because that was my first answer. I'll just quietly back out, try to make it smooth. He's like, no, if you don't go, you got to go hardcore agenda or nothing. If anything other than getting a Joe Biden tattoo in your face and making everyone... Uh, stabbing people with the jab yourself is 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 outright Nazism, and we will kill you. Not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. Coach, you're you're done with Hollywood. You will be cast out, cast aside forever. If you I mean, it's along. like ever like there's a few like essential is like, oh no, my third villa, Man of War, saying uh, some first world bullshit there. I, I, I'm obviously not empathizing with. Oh, I'd have to lose my Malibu home. But think about it in your own life. Like, we all have luxuries we enjoy. What if we had to cut those luxuries out for our convictions? Like, how much are you willing to sacrifice for your own stance on something? And, I I mean, it's like they did earn that, you know? Like, they did put in the work. They are – like, being a high-level entertainer is a lot of work. It's like being a pro athlete. I mean, you have to just constantly be at it. you got to be on. you got to maintain all these relationships. It's a lot of work. It's not the life I want. Because it's so much bullshit, but they did earn their position in the world, mm-hmm. and those those riches are theirs that they you know cultivated. So to have to give that up because the, you know people that say you have to, you know who who's really that strong? You know what I mean? And also, don't forget you got kids, you got family, you you're taking care of your mother, you got all this stuff. You know, there's a lot there's a lot riding on it. So I think that's why they that's why people you know conform because it's like uh, yeah. And the family thing is this. big too, man. Like a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, you know, I'm taking care of my my auntie, and that she has no job, and she's just a distant auntie. But I'm the one who has to to pay her bills and make sure her kids go to school and go to college. I'm paying everybody in the family's college fund. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. A lot of athletes and entertainers have talked about that struggle. Um, and Sentient Dildo says, uh, but what if one has no convictions? I su- suspect many yeah, of them have none. And this goes also to uh, Loose Cannon's point about uh, Adam Carolla. Like, I think you're right, man. I think I think you're right, Sentient Dildo. I think a lot of them don't have convictions beyond, like, what's popular or what's the right opinion, you know? And the difference with one like Adam Carolla is that he always he always kept his convictions. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he never wavered. It's not like he used to be like a hard left guy and then responded with a hard, he's been the same guy from day one and he hasn't broken that. So his brand isn't tainted. He doesn't need to conform because he's his own voice. He's his own boss. Yeah. And then, you know, man, here's another thing. I think you can build something if you, because if you get disgraced, he says, you know, once you reach the mountaintop, you have new options on how to get down. These people can build something before they bail. uh, That's true too. Do you you always build your own brand? A lot of these motherfuckers are just lazy. They don't want to. They don't know how to, and they don't know. You know, you do. If you're doing that, you have to be much more of a business person. You can't just let your agent just do everything because now your agent's 
he may not even be your agent anymore because you, you did the wrong thing. You may have to be your own agent. You may have to make phone calls, set up stuff. But I, I still feel like, man, if you're in, in, in any of those positions, you can come up with your own brand. And hell, if they do disgrace you, that can be as much of a Streisand effect as it is a negative. You know what I mean? That's true. That's a good and point. I think that does happen, especially now in the age of social media where you can fight the narrative back yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it also depends on if it's a skeleton in the closet thing. Some people got some fucked up skeletons that they can't overcome. So that's I think that's be a lot. I think that's a lot of it. I do, too. I think it's like that. Um, what was that? The religion Scientology? Yeah. Where they have like tapes of you confessing to some fucked up shit. I think yeah. that's a lot of it. I think there's a lot of people with some dirt that they're like, you know, it's like uh, the first time you take dirty money, you know, mm. it's like now you now you can't rat us out because you're in it. You took the dirty money. So you're yeah. going down with the shit, buddy. Yeah. Rico laws. So you're a part of this, too, now. Uh, yeah, Denzel does have convictions. He seems to, you know, say a lot of things against narrative, especially against the victim victimization narrative. He's not one for that. Um, I think really- that's a weird thing, too, coming out of entertainment. Sorry to cut you off there, man. Yeah, yeah, but how hard you have to work for all of this stuff, how, how like, difficult it is, how much, like, competition there is. And yet, like, the, you know, the whole narrative is coming from these people that, oh, you know, it's, it's like either handed to you or it's not. And it's like, so you didn't work for it? You just got this whole life handed to you? Yeah. That's a weird stance for you to take. That You know what? That's an interesting thing because, yeah, there's no one, you know, say what you will about a lot of the adult pretenders. You can't get to that top without giving a little top. No, you can't get <laughs> to the top without working really, really hard, no matter what it is, even if you're not the best actor, actresses. Uh, actress, you you still have to work a lot of shitty jobs. We saw Matt, so we make fun of him. But a lot of those like A listers have jobs that are just as embarrassing, if not more so, than Matt back with back in their day that they had to work through to keep working to, to try to get a bigger spot, to try to get a bigger spot to twenty some odd years, and they finally break through. You know what I mean? It's not like some easy day. Dude, I'm easy telling job. you, man. That sh- all, all the stuff we make fun of, you know, like the the table shit, dude, bro. I was grateful to have those jobs. Yeah. I booked something. That's a huge win. Like, yeah, I, I had no concept of how difficult it was to obtain an entertainment career until I like tried it. And it's like getting to be the the thank you for dining with us, sir, line on a sitcom. You have no idea how much goes into just getting that job. Mm. You think like you think the bottom is that. That's not even close to the bottom. Yeah. That's that's the first layer up. Like that's you know what I mean. The bottom is like you'll never see it. You have no idea how deep that goes. It's mm. so many people who are just scraping by, doing terrible theater, student films, all this. It's it's a gigantic pool of actors who will never break through, or if they do, they only get to about here. Like the elitism that goes up to the top of who actually is a, a working actor, especially like a movie star. It's like it's it's an infinitesimal number of compared to how many working actors like how many actors are actively trying to become part of that entertainment sphere it's insane yeah i wonder if that will ever thin out in the instagram era like like it will 10 years from now where to be as many people trying to still be actors and actresses because social media will have been like the entertainment source for a generation not movies and so yeah. they were like they won't even consider 
oh, I have to move to New York and Hollywood and do this and this to be an entertainer. They'll just think, okay, I have to think of my Instagram or my TikTok or whatever social media is at that time and how to make it, you know, how to market it and how to make good content. That'll be like the the thing. It'll just like instead of going to Hollywood, everyone's just here, which is kind of already happened. Everyone's just here. It's I the wonder, new model for sure. Yeah. The, the next even, generation of entertainers are TikTokers. Yeah, and I've even heard, you know, if you're trying to get a job in Hollywood, you got to have some sort of following. Like this, that's part of the job now too, is to have a, a Instagram or a TikTok or whatever following. Um, and yeah. we see shit. They they do help, even if they're woke idiots. Sometimes they'll they'll read somebody into a role. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, I, I see these comedians like in uh, in L.A. that have like a pretty successful podcast. I found this podcast that was pretty funny. It was called a podcast, but outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what they do is they just set up in a public area and they just, you know, they interview strangers hmm. and it's a really, it's kind of an adorable concept, but they're, they're pretty funny guys, but they have like, I think almost a hundred thousand subs on YouTube or whatever, but they're also like, I saw he posted something about him being in a TV show and it's mm. like, you, you know what I mean? Like having that, like having some kind of a platform, it's like you, you're, you're legitimate then. You're not just yeah. another wannabe. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. That's why, I, I mean, kind of to the, the point you kind of started this section of the conversation, I don't understand why people, more people aren't doing it. Like, more people aren't standing on some sort of convictions. But I think, you know, between them having dirt and just not having convictions at all, and you're just wanting to fit in and just fear, they don't have the, the balls to maybe take a little heat, do their own thing. Even do what Gina did for what for whatever it's worth, you know what I mean? To, as much as I talk shit about the Daily Wire and Sherry's Berries and shit, uh, to, but to Sherry's go, Berries, <laughs> but to go outside of Hollywood and go with this upstart, essentially, you know what I mean? That takes. I mean, obviously she kind of got kicked out, but even to talk as much shit as she did, you know, she got kicked out for her convictions. You know what I mean? She got kicked, and so. I'm surprised more people don't just say, you know what? I got a nice amount of money. I can make my own platform. I don't necessarily need this Hollywood machine. So what if they don't like me? So what if I'm disgraced? But again, if you got some uh, some dirt you can't wipe off, you, you it's, might be it's stuck. That, it's that too, but also like Hollywood is the biggest click in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the popular crowd. It's the cool kids. Like, And the, it's it getting in, into that on the I'm just yeah. saying hype for the mean, sake of this argument is is that it's the coolest it's the coolest crowd it's the popular kids you know you, to be in you are elite you are the most desired part of the cool kid crowd um you'd also have to give up your entire social circle yeah you'd have all your friends all the people that you've worked with you have to throw all of that away you have to wipe the slate clean become an enemy for a while start from scratch essentially and build up something from the ground up when you're already part of something that's like got a lot of perks to be part of well i guess for someone like me it's like i uh, okay i just you know people are cool i love you guys but like if everyone says we hate you I'm like, eh, i don't give a shit you know what i mean i'm willing to take that i'm personally you know willing to take that risk because it's like, I mean, you say that, but 
if you were like everywhere you went, girls were fawning all over you and you go into like a restaurant, oh, right this way, they seat you, you get to hang out with all the cool people, like, you know, you and fucking Carl Urban hang out sometimes, you know what I mean? Carl like Urban. you would, it would be intoxicating. Couldn't it be Carl? I like Carl, but couldn't it just be a thick chick? Just a I, but thick, like, I already mentioned the girls. I'm saying yeah. like, but cool, cool dudes you'd get to hang yeah. out with and talk, and they'd want to meet you. They'd be interested in who you are. Like it wouldn't, you wouldn't even be like a fan. They, they'd be like a fan of yours, or you know what I mean. Like you have Denzel's phone number. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like th there's something about it that's like very intoxicating. Listen, I think that's why a lot of people have trouble giving it up. One, since you did those right, they're getting less cooler by the day. I that's why I said was like, there's something culturally and i think that's part of it they still view it as the 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 top creme de la creme the you know oh man i'm a hollywood actor and that that is starting to lose traction naturally we talk about just it's not just the woke stuff these tiktokers are indeed stars pewdiepie even youtubers these guys and gals are indeed stars they are logan paul is the biggest boxer on earth from being a youtuber you know what i mean yeah these, pe no, these I people agree. are have in are these stars the, the the like the generation now do does do not look at uh actors i mean yeah they think tom holland's a superstar right but logan paul's a superstar he's somebody you that moves the needle you know what i'm saying these are characters that need that hollywood machine to exist then there's other people who are needle movers in and of themselves so the new group of cool kids are here on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever new social media comes up. So on top of everything we spoke, there they've they've been usurped as the peak of cool, if ever they were that. I think for for good section, the eighties and nineties they were that. Uh, they were the A list of the A list, but they're no longer that. You know, and they don't realize that, but it is definitely the case. Do we care? Ew, says Loose Cannon. Ew. Do we care? I, well, I mean, I, I'm using it more of the context of, I think your your cultural commentary is spot on, but I was talking more from their point of view of what life they're leading mm -hmm. and having to give that up. That's what yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. You, you're right. I, I think like saying. the culture's shifting and there is like a different focus and celebrity is not the same thing it used to be. But still, I'm just thinking of it from their point of view. Yeah, from their point of view, because they clearly do not realize that's happened. So they still feed into this. They still believe it. They still think an Oscar. They will, you know, give their left nut for an Oscar. They still think the the admiration, the Hollywood star, the Hollywood lifestyle, coke off a stripper's ass crack. That's still the lifestyle they're trying to lead. And that's the stuff they still will want. So I, I um, just look at Regina King. What happened with Regina King? I don't know. She's just woke as they come now. Well, unless you, you mean just her, you know, she's a much bigger star now, paradoxically, than she was when she was younger because of the woke thing. I'm not sure. But, I mean, oh, no, since you did a match calling it, Critical Drinker, SJW, oh, boy. Uh -huh. I know. Said. I mentioned it, by the way. I yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. it, and that's not what I said. I'm not. I'm not doing this again. You're not gonna, gonna trigger me. Five years from now, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, Matt's arcane take and Viz, Viz backed him up." That's right, and we were right, yeah. and that's what matters: yeah. being right. Yeah. Uh, How's it feel to hate women? Great. Fuck those bitches. No, <laughs> we love you, ladies. Love you, ladies. Love you, ladies. All right, so we uh, can start wrapping it up there, my friend. Again, using racial slurs. Oh boy. Oh gosh. Oh heavens to Betsy. Yeah.
Yeah, I, yeah. This, we can start wrapping it up. We have some Patreons. Thank you for mm-hmm. all those who are first day signups. Anyone who watches this playback or any clips from it who signs up for the Patreon or, or anyone who signs up in the future, you get to hear uh, great content like that for less yeah. than a candy bar a week. The Culture Crime Fighters Secret Identities. Culture Crime Fighters Secret Identities. That's uh, a little bit peering behind the, behind the mask, getting to see a little bit more of. Uh, a little bit more of Matt and Vidge's alter ego. Yeah, uh, we'll, we're not gonna we'll no doxing yet, but yes. we get to a thousand patrons, we are gonna do a, a vigilante face reveal. Yes. So yeah, we're already three there with nine hundred and ninety-seven to go. So make you know get that number up. Absolutely. You get a face reveal. Uh, so yeah. And we will answer your questions, your questions about what you want to know about our personal lives, which I think is pretty fun. Yeah. And there's a poll. There's a poll up there. Go check it out. It's free. You don't have to sign up. Yes, we have a Patreon now. We just came up with a Patreon. Just started it. Did our first episode uh, yesterday. It's mm-hmm. up. Please check it out. Audio uh, and video. Audio and video. So, yeah, if you just want the audio, that works too. So, please check it out. And if you even if you don't, you know, go to the Patreon anyway. Answer the poll. And mm-hmm. uh, see. It says, when I get to 100K. And out of my says I'll do a face reveal. Hey, hopefully you get to 100 k Hell yeah. Yeah, we want us all to get, get up there. That's crazy ass platform. Indeed, um, indeed. And if you can't spare the $5 a month, which I understand, uh, if you can't spare that, if you can go to iTunes and give this show a five-star yes. review, that would be super helpful because that helps the algorithm with uh, podcast promotion. It gets other people who wouldn't necessarily see this show on YouTube to see it. And uh, the more this show is promoted, the more content we can deliver for you. Yeah. And that's what you ultimately want, right? There you go. You want, you want good content. You don't want all this garbage. You don't want all this trash. I'll be dead by then. Don't say that, Anonymous. Gotta have Oh, gotta have come on now. Gotta, gotta have positivity. Have yeah. You sound like me. We don't want to be all black pill. Is Anonymous, is he a uh, video game channel? Because I see I'm the just... asteroids. Oh, there are asteroids. No, yeah. I don't actually know what Anonymous does. I'll be a thousand percent honest. But I've seen him in the chats. And hey, it's lol. I hope your channel is uh, good. And no, there's no I don't know if you would want Smell Vision. Or maybe you will. We are talking about uh we are talking about uh we do talk about juices. So we talk about a lot of stuff in there. You gotta check out the episode. You gotta take it check it out. And yeah. hey, maybe uh maybe you wanna uh blue chew afterwards. Uh can I take the red pill? Um yeah, take the red pill, take the black pill, the clown pill, the white pill, whatever you want to take. Take as many pills as you like. Take it all. Take it all. And uh, for all of y'all who are a fan of the uh, Expanse content, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, my channel, streaming follow-up on the next episode, episode 2 of season 6. Yeah. So be there. Vid, you got anything coming down the pike? Um, Before the end of the year, I got a review to drop. Outside of that, I, I don't. I have nothing. I may do a, a pop-up gaming stream over the next couple of days. I don't know what, what though. I've been thinking. What about you playing? I don't know. I have. I don't know what to play. I don't know what to play. I was thinking of something like, of because me, I always like classic games. So I'm thinking about a classic game. That so, sounds fun. We'll see. Maybe we'll play see. like Ninja Turtles, like the uh, arcade Ninja Turtles. I could play that. that that's something cool. to do. Something to do. Sorry. Right. Absolutely. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh uh, no, Lord Thoth. Wait. Eight eight sorry, eight PM. <laughs> eight um, PM. 
Uh, no, well, it comes out. I don't know. For some reason, the Expanse comes out on Thursdays. I was able to watch it on Thursday last week. So Thursday night's the only night I can really do the stream because uh, Friday night I do the cocktail lounge. And then other than that, the Friday night tights is on. And I don't so much of my audience comes from that same show. I'm not trying to pull them away from Friday night tights. So, yeah, Thursday night, Thursday night, episode two. Check yeah. it out tomorrow. Quick, quick plug. Anonymous has a live stream tonight. Talking about Christmas at six thirty. So you're interested in that? Check out Anonymous. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. I didn't beat the sideline level, and I have to do that. Everyone's mad at me. I played the damn X Men game, sucked at it, uh, and, and lost the sideline level. So there you go. Sentinel is going to go watch Arcane now. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be great if if doesn't like Arcane. He's talked all this shit, and he watches it and like fuck. I think fuck he thinks right. we're overreacting. That's my impression. Yeah. I didn't. Hey, I didn't say it wasn't bad because I didn't watch enough to know if it was good or bad. I just said, you know, I can see, see the feminism. I can see it. I mean, it's there. Doesn't mean it's terrible. Don't know enough to know if it's terrible. It it could be awesome. It could be absolutely have, awesome. Have fun with it all. Have yeah. fun with it. L- like what you want to like. We this is not the land of competitive agreement. We don't have to agree on everything all the time about everything. No. Like what you want to like. Enjoy. It. My alarm still wants me to wake up, and I'm up. All righty. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching the Culture Crime Fighters and check us out. Be, join the Crime Squad on Patreon. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. All right. See y'all. All right. Peace.